the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. To eight eight nine eight eight. AM twelve eighty. The Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis Saint Paul FM one hundred seven point five K two ninety eight CO Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. President Donald Trump's national security advisor says the president's meeting with North Korean leader Kim Jong Un was a success. That, according to the national security advisor John Bolton. Correspondent Greg Clarkston reports the Trump administration increasingly speaking out against socialism in the run-up to the 2020 election. In his State of the Union address and in other speeches, President Trump portrayed Democrats who embrace socialist policies as out of step with ordinary Americans. This week at CPAC, Vice President Pence said the choice in 2020 is between freedom and socialism. The moment America becomes a socialist country is the moment that America ceases to be America. A Gallup poll from last August found that 37 percent of Americans feel positive about socialism. Greg Clugston, the White House. More details at srnnews.com. Dennis Prager points out the truth. We are told that the left is pro-science and the right is anti-science because we don't believe that we should bankrupt Western civilization because the world will come to an end in 12 years. We are going about it the wrong way, that everything will do bankrupting the West will change the temperature perhaps a half a degree. Perhaps. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 11 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. One more hour with the closer, Brad Carlson, up next year on The Patriot. Glad you're with us here on a chilly Sunday afternoon. We're going to see clouds roll in later on this afternoon. One degree is our high, and tonight we're going down to 10 below, 26 below with the wind chill. A wind chill advisory in effect overnight tonight. A slight chance of a little snow Monday, only 8 for the high. And again, with that wind chill, 24 below for Monday. So glad you're joining us here in The Patriot, found online at am1280thepatriot.com. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is The Closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast, we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into the show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org, and we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N show for any comments or questions. And you can also check out our Facebook page. Just do a search on Facebook for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Give us a like if you haven't done so already. 
And uh, you can keep up on uh, all of the events, uh, show previews, what have you going on with the Northern Alliance. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And again, as we Mitch and I talked about in the first hour, Mitch Berg, my esteemed guest and, of course, valued colleague here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the first weekend in March commemorates the Northern Alliance Radio Network's anniversary. It was the first weekend in March in 2004 when the Narn got kicked off. And I don't think Mitch... Ed, King, John, Brian, Chad, all of the guys that have been part of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, I don't think they could conceive that it would still be going 15 years later. But here we are. And again, I can't emphasize it enough. Thanks to you, the listeners who are always tuning in, whether it be live, via podcast, what have you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I've had a blast. And you know what? Uh, until they, I'll I'll keep coming back every Sunday until they deactivate my access card. That's 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 how I always that's how I always put it because uh, I enjoy doing it, and uh, yeah, I enjoy being on the air a couple hours every Sunday. That much is true, but I really enjoy the events, getting out and meeting you, the listeners, and discussing what we've talked about on the air. And that's that's what really really keeps me going is because I like to stay engaged in the scene, and and all of you who are out there staying engaged in your on your in your own right. Thank you for uh tuning in these uh many weekends over 15 years. We appreciate it. I uh, did want to get to some national news. You know, I did kind of tease it a little bit at the end of last hour how we wanted to talk about the Democrats blocking the Born Alive bill. Now, Senator Ben Sass out of Nebraska put forth a piece of legislation entitled the Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act. Now, this would, prov- this would have mandated that doctors provide medical care to infants that survive attempted abortion procedures. Now, this has nothing to do with the abortion procedure itself, which, me being a pro-lifer, I find abhorrent. But nevertheless, it does not address legal abortion. Okay, abortion is still legal in this country, and this bill isn't trying to outlaw abortion at all. And you would think... The reaction to this, after it was shot down and after the criticism that many Democrats received over this, that it was ha- it was trying to outlaw abortion, or as um, a lot of the leftists set, spun it, well, it's interfe- interfering with a doctor's uh, administering health care. Anybody else find it creepy that they call abortion health care? I, I, I'm just saying. I, I just have always found that just stomach churning whenever someone refers to abortion as health care. Well, no, no one has a right to get between a woman and her health care. So killing a baby in utero utero is health care. Interesting. I don't know. It may not bother you. It bothers me. What can I say? Well, this is from the Washington Times talking about the vote that was taken this past Monday. Republicans' effort to outlaw infanticide of babies born after botched abortions collapsed Monday, falling victim to a Democrat-led filibuster in what could be Congress's only chance to vote on the hot-button issue this year. The GOP-led Senate only mustered 53 votes, seven shy of the 60 needed to overcome the Democratic filibuster. Three Democrats crossed the aisle to back the bill, while three Republicans missed the vote. Backers said they were driven to act by recent state laws and bills they said would allow abortions up to the point of birth. And in at least one failed piece of legislation in Virginia would have allowed a child born despite an attempted abortion to be left to die. Yeah, 
uh, for all the talk about Virginia Governor Ralph Northam and his and his black face and appearing, you know, his yearbook photo from his uh, days in college, where there was a photo of a man in blackface standing next to a man in a Ku Klux Klan outfit. He's never admitted that either one of them are him, but he's never denied it either. He said, ah, I, I don't remember. Really? You don't remember if you dressed up in blackface or a Klan outfit? Whatever. But anyways, for as egregious as that was, that seemed to supersede what happened the week before where he, you can find the audio anywhere, where he's talking about what they plan to do if a baby is born alive after a botched abortion, because if they're basically allowing abortion up to before the baby comes out of the birth canal, all right, there's a chance a baby might be born alive. And again, this is a fully viable human being. All right. And this idea that they wouldn't administer care to that baby to keep it alive is just ghoulish. And so Ben Sass said, okay, we're going to get you all on the record. And if you're trying to say, well, that's, completely mischaracterizing the legislation in in Virginia. Okay, well, here's your chance to ensure that that's not what's going to happen. Okay? And 44 of 47 Democrats voted to block this bill. The only three Democrats, and, you know, credit where credit is due. Uh, You had Joe Manchin of uh, West Virginia. You had uh, Bob Casey of Pennsylvania. And uh, Doug Jones of Alabama. Only three senators, Democrat senators, to vote for this bill outlawing infanticide. I mean, honestly, if The Onion or some other parody site had written about this 20, 30 years ago, they'd be like, okay, come on, I know this is a parody site, but that's taken a little far, saying that members of Congress would vote to allow a viable human being to die outside of the birth canal, outside of the uterus. Come on, that's a little far-fetched. Not even a parody site, I don't think, would have undertaken this 20 years ago. But this is where we are today. It's it's stunning to me. And, again, how it's being spun was that this was anti-abortion. And, no, it was not anti-abortion. Okay? It, again, it does not seek to outlaw abortion because you got the normal spin on this. Uh, well... Well, let me read a couple of the quotes. The Senate Democrat, this is continuing from the Washington Times article, Senate Democrats said the bill was intended to shut down abortion clinics by making them afraid of crossing lines. No, no, not true. Okay, well, I'll read a couple quotes here. The bill is solely meant to intimidate doctors and restrict patients' access to care and has nothing, nothing, nothing to do with protecting children, Senate Minority Leader Charles E. Schumer, New York Democrat, said on the chamber floor. Dubbed the Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act, the bill would have required that doctors care for a newborn baby who survived an abortion the same way they care for other newborns. If doctors failed to give medical care to a living baby, they would face criminal penalties. Senator Ben Sass, the chief sponsor, said the fierce pushback from pro-choice activists was revealing. Planned Parenthood and others refused to draw a line between abortion and infanticide, the Nebraska Republican said. That's what they're lobbying. That's what they're lobbying the last week has shown. That should tell us something about what these groups are really all about. At pro choice groups urging, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo last month signed a bill repealing a previous law that required a second doctor to be on hand for late term abortions so as to provide care in case an attempted abortion instead turns into a live birth. Uh, I, I just. Uh, stunned by this, absolutely stunned by this. And again, 
you can tell how this was being received by how they were spinning this, saying it was anti-abortion bill, which, again, it didn't address the abortion procedure at all, or the complete media blackout. And I appreciate Consiglieri having in this. Um, This is uh, Governor Ralph Northam. Now, thankfully, this bill failed in Virginia, but this is addressing the situation where what happens when a baby is born alive after a botched abortion. Because, again, if you're allowing abortion basically up to full term, there's a chance a baby could be born alive because it, after all, is a viable human. So this was that uh, Governor Ralph Northam of Virginia had to say about this. When we talk about third trimester uh, abortions, these are done uh, with the consent uh, of, obviously, the, the mother, with the consent uh, of the physicians, more than one physician, by the way. Um, and it's done in cases where there may be severe deformities. There may be a, a, a fetus that's non-viable. So in this particular example, uh, if a mother is in labor, I can tell you exactly uh, what would happen. Um, the infant would be delivered. Uh, the infant would be kept comfortable. Uh, the infant would be resuscitated if, if that's what the uh, mother and the family desired. And then a discussion would ensue between the physicians and the mother. So, so I think this was really blown out of proportion. Okay, stop right there. Uh, but it- that, that, that's all I really need to hear is the infant would be resuscitated and kept comfortable, and then the mother would decide what to do. So, okay, a perfectly healthy baby, it may have some may have some deformities. But guess what? There are plenty of compassionate uh, aspiring parents who would be willing to care for a child, say, if it had Down syndrome or something. But it's very clear what he's saying there, and, he, and, he's, and it's, it's just the left engaged in gaslighting. Trying to say we didn't hear what we heard him say. Well, no, he said the baby was resuscitated and kept comfortable, and then the mother would consult the physicians as to what to do, meaning an option to take this child's life. And yet, we're supposed to be more outraged about him dressing up in blackface or a Klan outfit than killing a human being. Again, that's not to diminish wearing blackface or dressing up in a Klan outfit, okay? That's not to diminish that. But are you honest to God think that that's worse, more morally reprehensible than taking a human life? I Words fail, honestly. And yet the spin was, well, you know, they're trying to get in the way of a woman's uh, 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 decision for how she wants to administer her health care. It's like okay, well, if that's how you want to, if that's how you want to address it, then okay, let's take abortion completely off the table. Let's address just specific cases, and if you say rare to non-existent cases where an infant is born alive after an attempted abortion, okay, then let's let's put the cards on the table then. But they don't want to do that. So, uh, yeah, there's uh, there there were a lot of misconceptions out there, and for my money. Uh, Alexander DeSanctis, who I had on the broadcast about a month or two ago to talk about the uh, transgender uh, title holder in the Miss Universe contest, if you remember that program, uh, she has done yeoman's work on the life issue. Follow Alexander DeSanctis on Twitter. Follow, Go catch up on all of her pieces at nationalreview.com. Uh, when we come back, she put together a fantastic piece uh, talking specifically about the uh, falsehoods, specifically media falsehoods on this Born Alive bill. We'll dissect those when we come back and take your phone calls if you so desire, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. 
Hashtag N-A-R-N show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back in mere moments. Go nowhere. It may not be stomach issues. For me, it's intense gas or pain or diarrhea, sometimes all at once, over and over. I spent years with the symptoms but could never figure it out. No matter what I did, they never went away. So I decided to break it down for my doctor and get really specific about my symptoms. We discovered that exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, may be the reason for my stomach issues. EPI is caused by my pancreas. It leads to diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. The symptoms just don't go away. But EPI can show up with even one symptom. The good news? EPI is manageable. But to get to the right diagnosis, you have to break it down for your doctor and get specific about the severity of your symptoms. Visit IdentifyEPI.com to learn more and use the symptom checker to help change the conversation with your doctor. Brought to you by AbbVie. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-918-7169. 800-918-7169. That's 800-918-7169. Does your family believe in the power of a private school education? Are you looking into sending your child to a private school next year? Hi, I'm Alyssa with The Patriot, and we want to help your family by covering half of your child's first year of private school. This is a program we have had for over eight years now, helping many families get into the school of their dreams. We are in the thick of open house season right now, so the timing couldn't be better. If you find a school you would like your child to attend, call me at 651-289-4406 to see if that school is one of our partner schools. It's that simple. This isn't financial aid. This is for everyone. Don't pay more than you need to for your child's first year of private school. Call me at 651-289-4406. That's 651-289-4406. Or visit our website at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Welcome back, AM 12 Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into the broadcast. And by the way, are you a fan of the Freedom Fan Club? No? Well, it's all the perks of a rewards card with none of the hassle. That's right, the AM1280, the Patriot Fan Club. 
Yeah, all you need to do is go to am1280thepatriot.com, click on Fan Club for pre-sale access to tickets, exclusive content, prizes, and more. And yes, our March Book of the Month has been announced. It is entitled Hate Crime Hoax, How the Left is Selling a Fake Race War by Wilford Riley. Oh my gosh, is that ever timely? Considering the Jussie Smollett stuff that's been going on the last month or so, that... Is that timely or is that timely? All right. I'm going to have to get Mr. Riley on the broadcast here soon. I'm Perfect gonna, planning. I'm going to reach out to his publicist this week, so I'm going to hopefully get him on. Uh, I'm actually going to be out next week. I'm going to be on vacation. Uh, it's not assignment. I'm going to be on a literal vacation in Washington, D.C. You know, can't get enough politics, apparently. Got to go to Washington, D.C. So, uh, no, I'll be there for fun. It'll be there to uh, to tour the city. So Mitch will be here in my stead next Sunday. But perhaps the following Sunday on the uh, on the 17th, St. Patty's Day, I'll get Mr. Riley on. So we'll definitely check that out. But anyways, you can register to win a copy of the book, Hate Crime Hoax, How the Left is Selling a Fake Race War. You can do it so now at am1280thepatriot.com. Again, all you have to do is just click on Fan Club, register, and uh, get your chance to win. So there we have it. Uh, continuing the discussion on the Born Alive uh, Infant Protection Act that was shot down by Democrats or blocked by Democrats uh, because obviously you need 60 votes in order to cut off debate on a bill. And uh, 44 of the 47 Democrats voted to block this bill. There was a lot of uh, falsehoods put out by the leftist media, of course, to protect their uh, preferred political party who took these horrible votes. And Alexander DeSanctis, again, follow her on Twitter. She has been a staunch pro-lifer for a long, long time. So this issue is in her wheelhouse, and she has written some terrific pieces at nationalreview.com if you want to uh, get caught up on all of the facts that you need. Uh, And again, you wouldn't think you need all that much arsenal. I mean, it's pretty abhorrent to uh, vote for a bill or to vote against a bill that doesn't protect our most innocent, i.e. infants. But nevertheless, uh, when you have gaslighters in the media and in Congress, yeah, you kind of need to be armed with the facts. And Alexandra uh, DeSanctis lays it out. I won't read her entire piece, but I'll read a couple of the media falsehoods that she references. Uh, she talks about uh, um, the author of a, a political piece that inexplicably placed the phrase attempted abortion in wholly unnecessary scare quotes and did the same to abortion survivors in a subsequent tweet. The article also demonstrated a favorable, favorite tactic of the liberal media, casting the bill as a Republican effort to jam and squeeze Democrats on abortion. Well, um, I don't know if it was an attempt to, again, abortion wasn't really addressed. It was what happens in the aftermath of an attempted abortion, which they put in scare quotes. No, it's a legitimate attempted abortion. If an abortion, if if they go through the abortion procedure and it fails, meaning the baby is born alive or still living, okay, that's an attempted abortion gone wrong. That's exactly what it is. Uh, Continuing Alexander DeSanctis' piece here, a CBS News article from that afternoon by Kate Smith is perhaps the best example of the astonishingly inaccurate framing and outright misinformation that mainstream outlets have spread about the Born Alive bill. The headline puts both Born Alive and late-term abortion in scare quotes for no discernible reason. 
and the piece somehow only devolves from there. It's riddled with falsehoods claiming the Born Alive bill, quote, echoed existing laws and medical practices, close quote, and, quote, mirrored previously passed legislation from 2002, close quote. In fact, there is no existing federal legislation, including the 2002 bill, that mandates medical care for infants born alive after attempted abortion procedures. Smith insists that the GOP attempt to pass the bill is evidence of a push by the conservative right to reframe the reproductive rights debate toward third trimester abortions. And later in the article, she repeats herself. The push for the legislation is part of an ongoing attempt by Republicans to shift the debate on reproductive rights to focus on so-called late-term abortions. Most important, the bill, the Born Alive bill is, again, not about regulating abortion or abortion rights at all, whether late-term or otherwise. But anyone following the issue knows that the push Smith describes has been undertaken by Democrats themselves. Conservatives are merely pointing it out. Senator Ben Sass, Republican out of Nebraska, the sponsor of the Born Alive legislation, asked for a vote on his bill on the heels of Governor Virginia Governor Ralph Northam's own comments justifying infanticide and Democrat politicians' subsequent refusal to say whether or not they agreed with the governor, along with the conspicuous absence of any mainstream reporters asking them to do so. So, again, this is a... Uh, this is from Alexander DeSanctis' bill, debunking me or a uh, piece, I should say, at nationalreview.com, debunking media falsehoods on the Born Alive bill. And not to be outdone, uh, Brian Stelter, who uh, hosts a program on CNN called Reliable Sources, and once unironically had on as a guest Dan Rather on his program called Reliable Sources. Okay. We were talking a little bit about Dan Rather the first hour. Yeah. Uh, Brian Stelter, I remember at the end of November, I, I, I dug, dug back through Twitter and found the tweet. It was from late November when the uh, climate change report had come out on a Friday. And Brian Stelter on Reliable Sources, or Reliable Sources Twitter feed quoted Brian Stelter in a monologue saying, while most outlets were all over uh, the climate change report, Fox News flipped the switch. Instead of engaging in climate change denialism, they ignored the problem altogether which I would argue is another form of denialism. Well, Brian Stelter of CNN, if that's the standard you want to uphold, saying that if a media outlet doesn't cover a big story, that that in and of itself is a form of denialism, denying the problem, uh, you might want to take that up with the brass at your own network. Because they were pretty much silent, along with MSNBC and the three major networks, on the, this vote that was taken Monday, uh, David Harsani at The Federalist spelled it out. Uh, CNN doesn't fe- feature a single story on their website regarding the Democratic Party blocking of SAS's Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act, which would have saved newborn babies who survive abortion attempts from negligent homicide. CNN didn't even bother producing one of those predictably Predictably prejudiced pieces like the ones we saw in Politico or the Washington Post the other day mischaracterizing Sass's bill as anti-abortion. They didn't bother with the conservatives pounce stories like the Daily Beast or Vox did. 
They didn't bother, like so many others, to distract from the number of viable babies being aborted by stressing only 1.5% of the procedures are post-20 weeks gestation, rather than pointing out that there are somewhere around 15,000 to 18,000 aborted every year. They just ignored it. CNN features a long string of stories about Donald Trump's former lawyer, Michael Cohen, on the site, surely legitimate news, but not one about a highly unpopular policy position that is supported by every Democratic Party presidential hopeful in the Senate. This issue that dominated the political discussions of around half the country on Monday was not worth a single piece from this unbiased, undeterred, truth-seeking, information-gathering operation. I wonder why that is. Well, obviously that's a rhetorical question. Because CNN President Jeff Zucker... Uh, pretty much conceded uh, in a Hill piece that was put out uh, last year that a lack of wall-to-wall hysteria over President Trump doesn't do a lot for their ratings. He flat-out said that viewership takes a dramatic dip when they aren't going to have a piece trashing President Donald Trump. Because, now again, the Jeffrey uh, President Trump's lawyer, Jeffrey Cohen, I understand that it's newsworthy because it was being broadcast over major networks, the hearings where he testified before Congress, but uh, not Jeffrey Cohen, Michael Cohen, Michael Cohen. He's already going to jail for lying to Congress. Fait accompli. So this just seems like overkill, but it's something that embarrasses Trump. So it goes along with CNN's broadcasting narrative. But Trump actually has the moral high ground because he called out Dems over Twitter regarding their ghoulish behavior. The Trump tweets after the Senate vote, uh, Senate Democrats just voted against legislation to prevent the killing of newborn infant children. The Democrat position on abortion is now so extreme that they don't mind executing babies after birth. This will be remembered as one of the most shocking votes in the history of Congress. If there is one thing we should all agree on, it's protecting the lives of innocent babies. That's President Donald J. Trump. When Donald J. Trump has the moral high ground on an issue, okay, I understand why CNN then doesn't want to talk about it because it would inevitably lead inevitably lead to the president's tweeting. Because anytime the president tweets, it's like the drudge siren goes off. Oh, the president tweeted. we got to read right away what he's tweeted. Okay, and again, things the president of the United States says is newsworthy. I get that. I'm not saying don't report on it. I'm not saying that at all. But the fact that they've chosen deliberately not to report on this says a heck of a lot more than when they report on Trump and decide to trash him when they feel they have the moral high ground. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N-Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back in mere moments. Go nowhere. Don't miss Sandvold Financial Group's Money Talks radio show here every Sunday morning at 9. Sandvold Financial Group is independent of Questar Capital Corporation, member FINRA, SIPC, and Questar Asset Management. Hey, it's Lee Michaels here with one of the newest members to the Patriot family. So proud to be associated with the Mike Murphy team with EXP Realty. And with us is Sharon Murphy. So great to have you here, Sharon. Well, thanks, Lee. We're excited to work with the Patriot and your listeners. So tell us, what makes EXP Realty so different? 
Well, eXp is a cloud-based brokerage. We like to call it the future of real estate. A lot of people get frustrated with the gimmicks and overpromises of many other real estate agents. Who can blame them? We pride ourselves on being different. No gimmicks, just great service. When you call our number, you'll speak to me or my husband, Mike, not an inexperienced team member. That's great. So how do we get a hold of you? Give us a call at 651-216-7870 or go to MikeMurphyTeam.com. So if you're thinking of selling your home, check out Mike Murphy Team with eXp Realty, 651-216-7870 or online at MikeMurphyTeam.com. The deals are smoking hot at Premier Pool and Spa right now. Every Arctic Spa, everything in the showroom, everything that's already made up in Canada eh, is on sale. Yeah, but have you seen my backyard? I can't even put it back there right now, eh? Minor details. They can use a crane, or you can wait till spring. What's important is to get it now and take advantage of these clearance prices. You mean I can put a hot tub in right now and then move it again in the spring? You can if it's an Arctic Spa. The base on these things is like no water spa. As long as it's level, it will run perfectly. Once the snow melts, you drain it, move it where you want it, fill her up, and let her buck. Yeah, and they're built for the cold, and they're easy on your wallet, too, eh? All you have to do is go to the showroom and see the Arctic difference. Hey, don't lock yourself up in the house this winter. Winter's fun to be had, eh? You can swim all winter long, even in Minnesota, with an Arctic all-winter pool, too. Yeah, save on the spas today. Visit Premier Pools in Chanhassen. That's Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously, eh? PremierPools.com. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's computer service. A worn-out battery can cause your phone to die really quickly. Don't pay to upgrade to a new phone. Let Arby's replace your old worn-out iPhone battery with a new one. We can also replace screens, cameras, and power connections so you can give your iPhone problems the boot. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's computer service. Osterhus Bookstore has Bibles, Christian books, Christian greeting cards, and memorable gifts. They'll even personalize a name on your new Bible while you wait. Osterhus Book and Print, north of downtown Robbinsdale. Online at osterhuspub.com. Call them at 763-537-9311. Fifteen years worth, to say the least. We've had the time of our lives right here on AM 12A to the Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. How's that for a segue, huh? Pretty good? And it's me, Brad Carlson, here for seven and a half of those 15 years. Always glad to be with you. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we're here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow, hashtag NARNShow for any comments or questions. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. One final thing, and I'll uh, move on to a different topic. Uh, The Democrats, it's classic projection because the progressives always, always, always go after the National Rifle Association in the aftermath of a mass shooting. Say, it's the NRA that keeps obstructing Common sense gun laws from being passed because Republican politicians are in the pockets of the NRA. Uh, The NRA would cut off the gravy train if Republicans dared vote for common sense gun legislation. The NRA has blood on their hands. The NRA care or the Republicans care care more about uh, the political contributions than they do the lives of innocent children. Yada, yada, yada. And it's classic projection because you think about the abortion lobby. You think of Emily's List. You think of NARAL, you think of Planned Parenthood, 
all of those organizations for political contributions give many times more money to Democrats than the NRA gives to Republicans. And yet, all you hear is how Republicans are in the pockets of the NRA. It's just factually not true. It's not true from the political contribution standpoint. It's not true. And I brought this up before. There was a legislation taking place about last year at this time where there was a bill that was going through Congress that shows a that was that would effectively be a ban on abortions from months six to nine of pregnancy. So basically the last trimester, no abortions within the last trimester. And half of Democrats, half of people who identify as Democrats vote for Democrats, half, 50 percent say they would support a ban on abortions in months six to nine of pregnancy. But last year at this time, there were 242 Democrats in Congress between the U.S. House and the U.S. Senate, 242. You want to know how many of those Democrats voted for this legislation? Well, 50% of voters support it, so what, 120? Six. Six. One, two, three, four, five. Six. Six. Think about that. Six. Two and a half percent of all Democrats in Congress, despite 50% of Democrat voters supporting a ban on abortions from months six to nine, six of 242 Democrats voted for that reform. So whenever you hear progressives saying, well, uh, Republicans are in the pockets of the gun lobby, just know it's classic projection. Uh, Mark in St. Louis Park is on line one. Hey, Mark, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. You are on. Brad, another great show, and congratulations on the anniversary of your show. It's the highlight of my week. Thank you. Shows. Appreciate so, it. I know many people listen, but they're just afraid to call. So um, sometimes I get the ideas from other people, so I'm the, like the messenger. Um, I have just wanted your opinion. I know, the, speaking of the, the messenger messaging, I know when I'm talking to people about, well, they'll say the government should pay this, the government should do that. I said, switch the word government for taxpayers. Yes. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, they have second thoughts about what they're saying. And as far as the infanticide you were talking about, I want your opinion. If you switch that word for murder or homicide, which it is, in my opinion, I think it's the messaging. All of a sudden, the people I talk to go, oh, geez, you're right. When you switch, you know, you know I'll hang up and listen to your opinion on just the messaging part. And thanks a lot. Another great show. Yeah, appreciate it, Mark, and I appreciate your support. I've uh, Mark has uh, called into our programs uh, many times before, and we always appreciate our callers taking the time to uh, to call in. Um, but if you choose not to call in and weigh in via other platforms, we, we appreciate that too. But thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. Yeah, you're exactly right. And, and you know, it's funny. I referred to that Alan Key speech that he gave 20-plus years ago. Um, where he said it's amazing how they try to change the definition of something by applying a different word to it. Like we don't want to call it murder. If we call it neonaticide, that somehow assuages the concern. And, you're, yeah, you're exactly right. And another, just to bounce off that point, Mark, uh, there was a survey taken, Medicare, I think it was had to do with Medicare for All, and the majority of people when polled say, do you think that, they, do you think that there should be Medicare for All? And more than half voted, yeah, or I forget what the demographic was. Maybe it was people 25 to 54, the younger generation. Not not 100% sure. But the point is the poll said more than 50% said, yeah, I believe there should be Medicare for all. Okay, do you believe there should be Medicare for all if we have to increase taxes on everybody? All of a sudden, the numbers shifted. All of a sudden, it's like majority say, well, no, 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 not if we have to pay for it. So that's an excellent point. 
you know, all of a sudden when you put it in the perspective, it's like, well, government should take care of it. Well, how do you think, you know, it's not all that inconceivable to see why people think the government has money, you know? So that's, yeah, you're exactly right, Mark, is because it's how in the phrasing, in the messaging. You know, and these are classic Alinskyite tactics. That's a whole other rabbit hole we can go down. But again, we appreciate the uh, appreciate the time in that. I did at least want to address the uh, President Trump visit uh, to Vietnam uh, in a, in Hanoi specifically in the in the second of uh, I don't I don't know how many more summits there will be, but it was a summit meeting with leader Kim Jong Un. He, of course, the leader of North Korea and the. Obviously, the was the addressing of North Korea's nuclear program, and obviously, the ultimate goal is denuclearization. And I'll be honest, I didn't have a lot of expectations for the summit meeting. I didn't expect some grand, you know, uh, treaty to be signed saying, you know, we're going to little by little dismantle our nuclear program in exchange for the U.S. easing up on North Korean sanctions. You know, uh, there wasn't any of that. I didn't expect any of that. And thankfully, that lived up to my low expectations, so to speak. Because when President Trump realized that there was not going to be a substantive agreement reached on denuclearization, he walked away. And to me, that was actually a welcome outcome. Because my concern is that Trump, you know, Trump is all very concerned about appearances. We know this. and. He wants some sort of foreign policy victory to kind of, you know, check check off the list. And my concern was he would be so eager and so overzealous to want to declare some sort of foreign policy achievement that he would enter into a bad deal just to say, well, you know, look at look at what I did here. But thankfully he walked away. And thankfully he did so so this tin pot dictator couldn't continue to string along a world superpower. United States is still a world superpower, okay? And North Korea is not on equal footing with the United States. So people obviously were a little taken aback and uneasy with the first summit meeting when there were North Korean flags and American flags, you know, intertwined with each other, okay? North Korea is not uh, on equal footing, all right? It's a brutal dictatorship. It's run by a brutal dictatorship. People are oppressed, thrown in concentration camps, uh, myriad human rights abuses taking place. They don't have access to basic luxuries. They can't travel freely in and out of the country. None of that. All right? So they're not on par with us. So that was the good part of it. Unfortunately, uh, President Trump, uh, when he is speaking off the cuff, it typically doesn't turn out well. And this is from a uh, CBSNews.com story. And this, I, in my opinion, is one of the lowest moments of Trump's presidency. And that's saying something. Okay, he's had a lot of bad moments. Let's, let's be honest about it. He has. And this was one of the lowest moments. Uh, again, this is from CBSNews.com. President Trump said Thursday North Korean leader Kim Jong-un told him that he did not know about Otto Warmbier's condition. And Mr. Trump said, I will take him at his word. The American college student was imprisoned and sentenced to 15 years hard labor in 2016, but was returned to the United States in June 2017 in a coma after suffering severe brain damage. 
He died one week after returning to Ohio. At a press conference after the Hanoi summit abruptly ended, Mr. Trump said he spoke to Kim about warm beer. I don't believe that he would have allowed that to happen, Mr. Trump said. Just wasn't to his advantage to allow that to happen. Those prisons are rough. They're rough places. And bad things happen. But I really don't believe he knew about it. I, I, I'm just gobsmacked by that. That this, this is the kind of regime he runs. I'm sorry, when you're a tin pot dictator, there isn't a whole heck of a lot that doesn't go on without your knowledge. Okay? And again, I, I get that they will prosecute people to the hilt for for what we deem as petty crimes. But I think out of Warmbier, what did he, like, steal a poster or something like that? And for that, he was sentenced to 15 years hard labor. Okay? And by the way, the leftist outrage over what Trump said, um, you can pretty much stuff it, is what I'll say to that. Because when Otto War- when this whole saga was initially unfolded, you're basically impugning Otto Warm- Warmbier's character as being, whoa, this kid, he's full of white privilege, and he thinks he can go to a country and violate their laws while he's going to find out the hard way. All right? So many of those same people who were, who were saying that crap, all of a sudden are outraged at what President Trump is saying. Yeah, whatever. All right. Anyhow, if you're keeping score at home, uh, Trump took the word of a brutal dictator who allegedly ordered his own brother killed. All right. About the death of an American citizen, as well as deferred to former KGB B agent, i.e. Russian now Russian leader Vladimir Putin, over his own country's intelligence agencies regarding Russia's role in hacking the 2016 U.S. elections. Both are just utterly outrageous and indefensible. All right. Now I get it. People are saying, well, you know, well, we had Dr. Sebastian Gorka on the program a few months ago talking about this very thing. And I asked him about that. He's like, well, what would you expect the president to do? Punch his lights out? No. This is junior high intellect. Of course not. There can't be any middle ground. You can't take a tough stance against a country and stand by that tough stance, but still be willing to try to negotiate something for the favor of your own country. But instead, well, you know, Vlad. Yeah, he said he had nothing to do with it. You know what? I believe him. I believe him. What the heck? This went on without his knowledge. Come on. All right? This is, I mean, you you need to look no further than President Reagan, who was very critical, obviously, of the communist regime of Russia. And, of course, his famous speech basically saying, you know, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall, referring to, of course, to the Berlin Wall and the perils of communism. And sure enough, a couple years later, the Berlin Wall came tumbling down. Granted, because, you know, a lot of it is because communism eventually is going to crumble under its own weight because it's just not sustainable, that kind of government. But this idea that you're going, you know, there was just a better way to go about it. To say that you take you take them at their word, two of the most brutal leaders, dictators who use violence and literally murder people to further their own agendas. You're going to say you're going to take them at their word? Okay, it's one thing to say maybe they don't know about every single solitary uh, torturing that goes on in their prisons or or what have you. Okay, maybe I'll concede that. But this idea where you're just going to say, well, I'll take them at their word. And let's not forget, uh, Otto Warmbier's parents were guests of President Trump a year ago at President Trump's first ever State of the Union address. And the president acknowledged them, and they stood up and, and obviously were still sorrowful over their son 
uh, dying the way he did and acknowledged the warm wishes of the crowd. And President Trump used that as a moment to bash North Korea, said this is the kind of brutal regime that we have to rid ourselves of in this world, that they're a threat to us. Okay. Well, obviously, the parents of Otto Warmbier eh, didn't particularly care for Trump's delusion regarding uh, their son's ordeal. I'll read their statement real quick. Uh, We have been respectful during the summit process. Now we must speak out. Kim and his evil regime are responsible for the death of our son, Otto. Kim and his evil regime are responsible for unimaginable cruelty and inhumanity. No excuses or lavish praise can change that. Okay, and that was kind of a shot at Trump because Trump was a little laying it on a little thick about Kim Jong-un. Now, I get it. You know, you won't, you don't want to sit there and disrespect a guy that has access to nukes, all right? But at the same time, this is a tin-pot dictator who has no interest in, in mutually assured destruction. In fact, he's quite enamored with Western culture. So you can maybe use that to try to appeal to him a little bit. But this idea you're going to lavish praise upon him, it's it was sickening. There's, there, there's no other word to describe it, okay? And... This idea that you think you can go in there because Trump fancies himself this master negotiator. This idea you think you can go in there and get him to throw his hands up and say, all right, you know what, we've been engaging in human rights abuses long enough. Yeah, let's bring some of that Western culture over here and kind of enlighten the people. It's not going to happen because the whole reason that Trump, that a world superpower like the United States is giving Kim Jong-un the time of day is because Kim Jong-un has nukes, all right? And Kim Jong-un knows this. He knows that those nukes bring him respect, that you better uh, take us seriously because just one push of the button and it's serious trouble. All right? So uh, it was just a, there. like I say, I was proud of the president for walking away when Kim was trying to string the America along and finally it's like, you know what? Forget this. This is going nowhere. We're out of here. I could, I respect the president's decision for that, but unfortunately, um, he kind of crapped in his own cornflakes with this whole, uh, well, I'm taking him at his word that he didn't know about uh, the death of one of our American citizens. Um, a poor moment and one of the poorest in his regi- in uh, President Trump's administration. That's saying something. One final segment coming up here on AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you. All you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-2013. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-2013. 800-444-2013. 
I'm Jan Markell, helping you understand the times. We're saying that here in New York, women's health matters. We're saying here in New York, women's lives matter. We're saying here in New York, women's decisions matter. The so-called Reproductive Health Act in New York State passed with thunderous applause in the state Senate chamber. This New York legislation allows babies to be killed at nine months. This is murder. Following the Holocaust, people asked why nothing was done to stop the slaughter. Today, many are asking how this kind of barbarian activity could return to society. Is there any hope for America if we continue down the slippery slope, there is little hope. Apart from a national spiritual awakening, it will be difficult to turn the Titanic around. The vessel has been struck and God will judge accordingly. Slaughtering the innocent has consequences. For more information, listen to our weekend program on this station or anytime at olivetreeviews.org. Come on into the Rack Shack's new Egan location and wrap your taste buds around the Patriot Burger. Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, here with Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue. How are you liking that new Egan location? Oh man, Egan is wonderful. We have so much more space and a dynamic center that allows us to better serve our in-store customer as well as our catering clients. You know, Keith, our listeners love the Patriot Burger almost as much as the Patriot. It's a brisket and chuck half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. America cheese on top and the American flag proudly flies out of the top of the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Get it? $12.80? Best burger in the USA. You really have to try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue's new Egan location. We're just a mile east of Cedar Avenue on Cliff Road in the heart of Cedar Cliff Center. You'll love our new digs. Come and see us today or join us at RackShackBarbecue.com. Genius. Genius. She's all right already. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty the Patriot. She's back on her feet. Northern Alliance are in and out. We're with me, Brad Carlson. Didn't take a long One final segment on the broadcast. Thank you as always for tuning in. It's been a fun show reminiscing about uh, fifteen years of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And no stop sign in front of us yet. And uh, Mitch kind of teased it a little bit. Sounds like we're going to have that long overdue 10th anniversary party uh, at the 15-year, three-month mark <laughs> sometime this summer. Uh, perhaps at a uh, local establishment, say, yeah, just outside of downtown Minneapolis, it has like a cigar patio. Uh, if you know any establishments like that that uh, have advertised with us before, maybe they can uh, give us a call, have your people call Mitch's people, as they, as they say. But, uh, yeah, hopefully we can put that together because we always love getting together with the listeners. In a more social setting, I mean, we know we have a lot of you come out to our Patriot events, and we love it, and we get a chance to uh, to rub elbows and socialize a little bit. But actually, at a gathering like this, this would be uh, so much more fun. Uh, hopefully we can get the Consigliere out of the bunker to come to one of these, too. Oh, I'll be there. You Heck don't worry yeah. about that. I know Mitch is also working on that uh, Narn Caspian cruise. Right? I like it. With yourself and Banyan cruising the Caspian. So oh, man. Wait for details uh, on that. Those are forthcoming. Of course. <laughs> Always follow along at am1280thepatriot.com. In all seriousness, for any events coming up involving the station, and uh, you're, you're going to want to stay tuned to the details. We always kind of like to tease little events as they're approaching, so... Uh, but I'll tell you what, at am1280thepatriot.com, they even throw out teasers before we do. So just 
Follow along, am1280thepatriot.com. You can't go wrong, and be sure to sign up for the uh, Freedom Fan Club as well. That was the point that I was going to make, Brad, is if you sign up for that Freedom Fan Club, when tickets events do happen, you will be in a better position than the average listener. Free to join, am1280thepatriot.com. Yeah, appreciate that, John. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, uh, you know, why wouldn't you get an opportunity to um, win a free uh, free book of the month? Because we have a book of the month uh, as well. So, um, you know, it's... Uh, you can't go wrong. You get all these uh, fantastic perks. So I only got a couple of minutes uh, left in the show. Like I said, I'm going to be out next week. Uh, My wife and I are traveling to Washington, D.C. We're going to be there for a few days and uh, just go and see the sites there, you know, go to uh, see the outdoor monuments. Uh, We've already got uh, uh, our Capitol tour already booked. Thanks to Congressman Tom Emmer, our Congressman. And by the way, Happy birthday, Tom Emmer. Yes, my congressman, my esteemed congressman, Tom Emmer. It is his birthday today. I already wished him a happy birthday via Twitter. So we got the Capitol tour all lined up. Uh, We're going to uh, go to the National Mall, see some of the monuments there. Like, uh, obviously, you've got the Lincoln Memorial there. Walk along the reflecting pool to the World War II Memorial, the the Washington Monument. We were last there Christmas of 2004. And the Washington Monument was actually closed for refurbishments, I believe. So we didn't get a chance to tour it. So we might get an opportunity to do so this time. We'll see. We already are, we already made a commitment. We want to go to the uh, spy, the International Spy Museum in D.C. We already we missed out on that last time. We're going to get there this time. Uh, the museum going to get definitely check that out. I'm a news junkie, as you could probably ascertain by having a radio show. I consume a lot of news, so I'm going to be fascinated by the history of of, of news and also the many exhibits uh, within the Smithsonian. So much to do. Uh, and we're going to try to get to as much as we can. And to show how serious we are, my wife and I yesterday, we went and bought brand new walking shoes because we are planning and doing a lot of walking. So if we were concerned about you know, not being able to go to the health club, get exercise, and oh, yeah, we're going to get our exercise walking around all over the city. It's going to be a blast. So, again, Mitch Berg will be here for me next Sunday in my stead. And uh, we'll look forward to catching those programs. I'll probably listen on the iHeart app, and uh, you should too. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, I've enjoyed it. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Thank you for listening in today, and thank you for listening over these many 15 years. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. Closing time. Turn all of the lights on. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. 
I am Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Samantha Cowell. I'm Staff Sergeant I'm Alex. Staff Keaton. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I am proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I'm proud to be a member. And I'm proud to serve in the United States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com Social Security is with you through life's journey. Get to know us at socialsecurity.gov. We are there, day one, with baby names and a gift that lasts a lifetime. We are there as you grow, protecting you and those you love. We are there when you get your first job, helping you to save for the future. We are there when you marry your sweetheart to help secure your new life together. We are there if the unexpected happens to help you see life from a new perspective. We are there when you start your next chapter to make sure you get off to a great start. And we are there when you lose your soulmate to help make sure you will be all right. We are with you through life's journey Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Get to know us and see what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.